1: 995 Gold. That's 833 995 Gold. 833 995 G O L D.
2: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.
2: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips.
1: When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall.
2: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Friday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck will be back on Mondays in Scotland with Carrie. We have got a loaded program for you. We are going to discuss the most famous mugshot in history. And I'm actually going to argue something that's got a lot of people triggered on social media, that this is one of the most famous photographs in American history. History. I really do believe the Donald Trump mugshot from Fulton County, Atlanta, uh, Georgia location. We will discuss. We're going to be joined by Nikki Haley, uh, who was one of the three big winners from the Republican debate on Wednesday. She's going to be with us at the top of the next hour. Charlie Arnold, who is going to be uh, in a uh, Fox News. OutKick special that will air Sunday night at 10 p.m. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. She works at OutKick. She's going to tee off on masking and the idea, I think, of toxic masculinity in general. I believe you will all enjoy that. But certainly we begin with the mugshot heard around the world. And I bet a lot of you were like me. When this mug shot popped, I, I'm in New York City right now to do the Fox Outkick special. I'll be on Gutfeld tonight, by the way, for those of you who enjoy watching Gutfeld. Um, And I was out to dinner. I was sitting uh, at a bar, uh, a restaurant, having a nice uh, beverage. And the guy that I was sitting with said, the Trump mug shot's up, just got sent to me, and he handed me his phone... And I didn't believe it was real because it was such a ridiculously funny and also simultaneously amazing mugshot that I didn't think it was possible that it could be real. And I don't know how much time Donald Trump spent posing in front of a mirror for what exactly the mugshot would look like. A part of me thought he might smile. I didn't know what to expect. I think this thing is going to redound to his own benefit in a major way. Because Democrats keep chasing the idea that they're going to somehow get validation by breaking 240 years of American political process, by trying to put their chief political adversary in prison for the rest of his life. And Trump just keeps making them angrier in the way that he responds. Already this mugshot, which I imagine every single one of you listening to me right now has seen, is on the front of T-shirts, it's on coffee mugs, It likely, I believe, will raise tens of millions for certain. I think hundreds of millions of dollars for Donald Trump before all is said and done. But what I don't want for people to mistake is how outrageous, how outlandish, how indefensible the decisions that Democrats are making right now as it pertains to Trump are in terms of the precedent that they are setting for this country. For 240 years... We managed to have arguments about whether or not our candidate should win or the other candidate should win. And at no point in time was any of the contenders, were any of the contenders, put into uh, criminal charges facing spending life in prison. We have seen, many of us out there, Our entire lives, other countries descend into this banana republic dumb. We have never managed to do it ourselves. And yet, I don't want to understate or miss what is going on here. In the last five months, four different jurisdictions have brought charges against Donald Trump with the goal and desire and intent to be putting him in prison for the rest of his life. That is where we are. Joe Biden sent out an email the minute that the uh, mugshot was released asking for people to donate to his campaign. Whether you like Trump or not, whether you are supporting Trump or not in the Republican primary, what Democrats are doing is so unprecedented and so without justification that what we are setting up is a descent into true authoritarianism. And this is often what you see happen. Everything that Democrats told you Trump would do if he were in power, they actually do. Think about where we are. Democrats are claiming that they are defending democracy by trying to put the chief political adversary of the current president of the United States, Donald Trump, in prison for the rest of his life. And it's not only the fact that they're doing that. They are also simultaneously protecting Joe Biden and the Biden crime family from any of the consequences of their own actions. They are throwing the book, proverbially speaking, at their chief political opposition, while protecting everyone related to Joe Biden from far more serious criminal charges. This cannot stand. And I do believe that there are many people out there, good, decent, reasonable people who are willing to stand on principle over politics that see this for what it is and find it to be utterly unacceptable. It doesn't ever work. Democrats want Trump to bow down. And instead, he bows up every single time. Here's what Trump said last night after this mugshot was taken. This is
0: a very sad day for America. This should never happen. If you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election and i should have every right to do that as you know you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing whether it's hillary clinton or Stacey abrams or many others when you uh... have that great freedom to challenge you have to be able to otherwise you can have very dishonest elections what has taken place here is a travesty of justice we did nothing wrong i did nothing wrong and everybody knows it. i've never had such support And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country
1: before. This is their way of campaigning. Okay, so that is Trump reacting. I also want to contextualize historically for you now. And by the way, 800-282-2882, if any of you want to weigh in, and I'm sure a lot of you will. I tweeted last night, and it got some people upset. It's going to stun you, I know. I said, this photo of Trump is, I think, sadly, now the most famous photo up there in American history. And I was thinking, as I was sitting around at that restaurant and I sent that tweet, and then I went on Sean Hannity, some of you may have seen me last night talking about this with Sean Hannity, um, in front of his live studio audience. When I think about the most famous photos in American history, here are the three or four that, to me, immediately come to mind. And what they represent, and the reason why they are so famous, is because they stand in some way for the idea of American exceptionalism. For the idea that our country is the greatest that has ever existed in the history of the world. Let me tell you. I think... Of iconic photographs. I think of Times Square. The sailor. As we have won World War II. He's sweeping uh, the woman literally off her feet. And giving her a great big smooch. A kiss. Right there in the heart of Times Square. Just a few blocks from where I'm doing this show right now. That's now been roughly 80 years ago. I think about that. As one of the most iconic photos of all time. I think about Iwo Jima. Which they turned into a fabulous monument. In Northern Virginia. For those of you who have ever seen it. Of the flag being hoisted. And placed. On the battlefield of the Pacific. As America rose up against the forces of evil. In World War II. I think about George W. Bush standing on the rubble of 9-11 with a bullhorn, attempting to address all of the people in the still smoldering remains after that terror attack 22 years ago, almost to this day. Those are some of the images. There certainly are iconic portraits. Washington crossing the Delaware. Images that are burned into your mind and your consciousness as an American. Typically, what these iconic images represent. And I'm not talking about video, obviously, as we got into the more of the modern era. I'm just talking about snapshots that give you a window into a moment of time. Abraham Lincoln, as a Civil War nerd, the pictures of him, the agony that you can see on his face, the physical toll that the Civil War brought to bear. Some of the pictures that Matthew Brady took from Civil War battlefields to bring the imagery and the violence and the awfulness of the Civil War to his people. Those had to be still images. You had to freeze because they couldn't capture moving images. I think this Trump mugshot is up there now. But it's not a sign of American exceptionalism. It's not a sign of American excellence. It's a testament to the left's attempt to descend America into totalitarianism. Trump, having to post bail $200,000 to get out, and being forced to have his photograph taken wasn't about security. It wasn't about protocol. It was designed to humiliate him. And it was designed to send a message to you and me and everybody out there in the entire country that voted for Trump that they're not just coming for him, they're coming for you too. And it's important to understand that this will not end with Trump. Long after Trump is gone, he's 77, the precedent being set of the idea that you can put your chief political adversary in prison for the rest of his life and the idea that that is acceptable is a cross the Rubicon moment. It no longer is the case that our democracy is far stronger than those that we would call banana republics. We now have done what often happens in many other countries. We are trying to put a man in prison because of his political beliefs. And that, sadly, is why this image epitomizes the decline of American excellence under Democrat left-wing mob rule. I'll take your calls, 800-282-2882. Uh, but I gotta tell you, we got low testosterone everywhere. Low testosterone for sure in the Democrat party. You know, testosterone levels declined by 50%. Democrats didn't even know what to think when they saw the Trump mugshot because they actually saw a man with testosterone in it. They're like, wait a minute, this guy's not ashamed? This guy's standing up? He actually has some vigilance, some vitality in his image. They didn't know what to do. It's because the Biden White House is filled with the least amount of testosterone in the history of our country. Fifty years ago, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, people who won actually beat Nazis as opposed to calling people they disagreed with on social media Nazis, the actual guys who went out and fought and beat Nazis. They have a lot more testosterone than we do today. The average man down 50%. How about get more testosterone in your life? How about you go out and increase your testosterone level by up to 20%? All you have to do, male vitality, stack from chalk. Get hooked up right now. You'll save uh, 35% for the life of your subscription. You can cancel at any time. Here's what you do. Go to choq.com. Use my name, Clay, for 35% off. That's choq.com. My name, Clay, for 35% off. You can increase your testosterone level by 20% all natural CHOQ.com. My name, Clay, 35% off. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still
0: on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
0: You can look to precious metals for various reasons,
1: Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton show we're going to take some of your calls 800-282-2882 but I want to emphasize again this was about nothing other than trying to humiliate Trump and anyone else who stood beside him uh, in calling the 2022 election a rig job in the state of Georgia Stacey Abrams spent years saying that she was the rightful winner of of the 2018 election and she tried to run again in 2022 and she lost by seven and a half or eight points to brian kemp nothing happened to Stacey abrams or any of her allies who argued for years that the election had been stolen who objected to the election results on the legislative floor in the georgia house and senate nothing was done to any of them there's no mugshot of Stacey abrams most famous Stacey abrams photo probably honestly is her sitting without a mask in the early days of her campaign, surrounded by an entire classroom of young children being forced to wear a mask because it epitomized the absurdity of left-wing policies on COVID. And also, Stacey Abrams, as an obese adult, under far more danger from COVID, despite the fact that she wasn't wearing a mask, than any of the young children who were sitting behind them, most of whom would have never known if they ever had COVID in the first place. But they didn't even attempt to claim that it was anything other than a desire to humiliate Trump. Because what did MSNBC focus on? What Trump said his weight was. Listen to this. Cut eight. They decided to humiliate him. I think we got it. Listen. His
2: height is listed as six foot three. And his weight is listed...
1: 175,
2: 215,
0: 63215. People pointed out as the exact dimensions of Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't
1: know if the control room has a, has a Lamar Jackson.
2: I mean, the, the, the resemblance
1: is uncanny. Is. And if
2: that's what you're trying to say, I
1: think. Oh, ha ha ha! Donald Trump is fat. By the way, he's nowhere near as fat as Stacey Abrams. You ever hear MSNBC make fun of how fat Stacey Abrams is? Can you imagine the reaction if anyone on MSNBC said, man, Stacey Abrams needs to lose some weight. She's a fat ass. Oh, Stacey Abrams claimed that she weighed 160 pounds when the reality is we know she's 240. They don't get fired immediately. Trump says he weighs 215, they lose their minds. I don't know what Trump weighs. Probably, if I were guessing, more than 215. But is it worthy of an entire segment discussing his weight on MSNBC? Would they have done that for any uh Democrat politician? I don't think so. Gerald Nadler's a fat dude. Have they ever made fun of how fat he is? Way fatter than Trump. Stacey Abrams, a monster compared to Trump. I bet Stacey Abrams weighs more than Trump, and she's like 5'2". Yet if you point that out, oh my goodness, it's unacceptable. That's fat shaming. But Trump, oh, let's absolutely light him up. We'll take some of your calls when we come back. Innovation refunds help tens of thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. ERC is an IRS tax refund for businesses that kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. You own a business with five or more employees. You could have money coming your way. Have you started the application for the ERC, but you didn't finish it? Innovation refunds can help you finish today, even if you started your filing with another company. Partner with their dedicated team of independent tax attorneys to complete your ERC application with confidence and peace of mind today. Innovation Refunds doesn't provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals and they'll share information with you to evaluate and process those claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com to see if you qualify. No upfront charges. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Website one more time, innovationrefunds.com 1843 refunds 1843 refunds. Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. I uh, just got a text from Buck. He's over in Scotland. He said I just bumped into a listener and her husband on the Royal Mile, uh, and he wanted to say hi to all of you. So he'll be back Monday. He is in Scotland. Just texted me during that last commercial break. We mentioned that Trump had a uh, interview with Tucker Carlson that obviously aired on Wednesday. I wanted to make sure that we played this because I thought it was really pretty funny. Trump was talking about uh, Joe Biden and the physical condition of Biden right now. Here is cut 22. This is Trump with Tucker.
0: I think he's worse uh, mentally than he is physically. And physically, he's not exactly uh, a triathlete or any kind of an athlete. You look at him, he can't walk to the helicopter. He, He walks, he can't lift his feet out of the grass. You know, it's only two inches at the White House, right? It's not a lot. But you watch him and it looks like he's walking on toothpicks. So, and then you see him on the beach where he can't lift a chair. You know, those chairs are meant to be light, right? They're like two ounces. Yeah. You lift them up. He can't lift the chair. He can't walk to the chair. And I, I don't know what they're doing with the beach. You know, this beach is seeming to play a big role, but they love pictures of him on the beach. I think he looks terrible on the beach.
1: That is Trump uh, on Biden. And I wanted to play this, too, as we pay attention to all of the allegations being levied against Trump. Remember that Joe Biden bragged about getting the Burisma prosecutor fired, uh, by withholding a billion dollars in, uh, in money that would otherwise be going to the, uh, th- that would be going to the Ukrainians. That's Biden bragged about it on video. The prosecutor who was fired, Shokin, has come out and said, uh, I don't know how much attention this is going to get, but I do think this is important. Hey, How is that not total uh, pay for play, essentially? Listen to this. I do not want to
0: deal
2: in
1: unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that, yes,
0: this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption?
1: It's a good question. Remember MSNBC, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, ABC, CBS, NBC, they all say there's no evidence that Joe Biden ever was involved in Hunter Biden's business shenanigans. There's actually tons of evidence. That's the biggest lie that we're being told right now as it pertains to Biden. All right. It is Friday. I told you that I would take a lot of your reactions. And so let's hit the phone line, start to take some of your calls. Uh, as people drop off, you can call back in. We'll see how many we can get through today uh, as we roll through. Reminder, we're going to talk to Nikki Haley at the top of the next hour. Encourage you to go back and listen. We had Vivek Ramaswamy yesterday. I thought he was fantastic. Also, Chris Christie. And uh, and so we're going to continue to talk to the Republican contenders as we move through and continue to react to Wednesday night's debate. But let's go to Kara in Liberty Hill, Texas. What's up, Kara?
5: Hi, Clay. How are you?
1: Fantastic. How are you?
5: I'm good. Thank you. Um, I just want to say that many of us are watching this going on and that Biden is an absolute disgrace. To this country i am just a mom of three
1: how old are your kids i never
5: thought of my kids are 19 and in college
1: okay you and have triplets so,
5: yes i do oh my god yes,
1: well that seems like kind of burying the lead there because you said you had three kids and then you say they're all 19 uh you got to yes. be i mean congratulations on making it through with triplets and getting them off to college
5: <laughs> thank you Oh, there's been a little drinking here and there, but, you know, nothing that a beer can't, can't help, right? No doubt. But anyway, I, I won't take much of your time, but I'm just a mom, and I care about this country. My husband does. We've worked hard all of our lives, and you want something better for your kids. And I just hope and pray to God that Trump can pull this off. And what's being done to him is a disgrace.
1: Kara, how are your kids going to vote, know. you think? Sorry to – you got triplets, by the way. If I had triplets, I would talk about the fact that I had triplets all the time. I love that you just buried that and said, I got three kids. Uh, <laughs> how do you think your kids are going to vote?
5: I'm hoping they vote Republican. I have done my best with them to keep them on the straight and narrow and – I pray to God that they do the right thing and we've, you know, done our best at guiding them to make the right decisions politically.
1: Thank you, Kara. Congratulations on getting those triplets off to college. That's a heck of a way to start. Uh the the Friday calls. Let's go uh, out to Utah, St. George, Utah. Dave, what do you think about my argument? People got mad at me for saying this is going to be and is one of the most famous photos of all time. I think sadly, you can make the argument it's the most famous photo of all time. I mean, this thing, uh, the Trump uh, mugshot, long after everybody listening to this right now, long after we're all gone, this thing will still be being written about in books. It'll be all over the Internet as long as we have freedom of speech in this country. What do you think about the picture?
3: Well, I, I like the picture, and, and it will be historical uh, for our time that that mugshot will forever be posted. It's like the soldiers raising the flag at D yep. Day, yep. and and everybody will look back. How many years? I don't know. But it, you know, the way the country's going, it could be hundreds of years before we come back from this. But it will be historical. I love the photo. I
5: think it's awesome. I, I want to print it and frame it. Thank you. I
1: thank you for the call. By the way. It's not easy to just have a one shot. It's not like you get everybody out there who has the Instagram girlfriends or the Instagram wives. You take like 40 photos and then somebody goes in and they manipulate it. And I don't even know how to do all the filtering and... By the time you get the picture up, it's the most airbrush perfected photo that's ever existed. I've never even edited a photo because I don't know how to do it, and also because people don't look at me, expecting me to look good. So I, you know, I don't even know. I say I lead the nation, and pretty girls who take photos of me with like their boyfriends and their husbands, um, and and the girls you know are not used to taking the photo themselves for a one shot performance by Trump. I don't know how many times he he, he posed and tried to make that face. It's a home run. One shot, you saw the other eighteen people, the defendants who had to turn themselves in. I think I probably would have smiled. I'm sure Trump debated what's the right face to go with on the mugshot. I told you when I was out to dinner last night, and a friend sitting next to me passed me his phone and said, This is the mugshot, I said, You got there's no way this is real. One shot? That's like call that's like Babe Ruth calling his shot. For it to end up that iconic, and you know it's powerful because Democrats are mad. They, w- they they just wanted to humiliate him, and instead this thing is the most memeable photo in the history of the Internet. Uh, Dan in uh, Lafayette, New Jersey, what you got for us? Hey,
0: how are you? So I want to know why we can't fight fire with fire. Joe Biden and his administration are going after Trump, doing everything they can against their opponents to put him in jail, prison. Get him off the ballot so they he cannot physically be president again. Why are we allowing these people to literally destroy the Republican side and Trump, but we stand here and let what's going on with Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, basically at the end of the day, get away with it? Why can't we go after them the way they're going after us and do the same thing? You want to play games? Let's play. Why can't we do it?
1: I agree with you, Dan. I think that we have a lot of cowards who are attorney generals and a lot of cowards who are DAs. And the precedent that's being set, don't mistake it here. It's one thing for the federal government to act because that is truly without uh parallel, meaning that Joe Biden and his Department of Justice are trying to put his chief political adversary in prison for the rest of his life. That's what's going on in Washington, D.C. That's what's going on in South Florida. But don't mistake what else is occurring. District attorneys in cities, Atlanta and New York City, Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis, they are deciding to go after the president of the United States and try to put him in prison for life based on state and, 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 and felony charges that are brought by a city prosecutor. Essentially, we are now having a new era where every DA feels like they gain politically. Look, Fannie Willis wants to be the next governor of Georgia. She thinks that's her pathway. Alvin Bragg wants to be the next governor of New, Ju- New York. He thinks this is his pathway. We are allowing, uh, prosecutors who are elected to office to run on the idea that they are going to try to put Republicans in prison for the rest of their lives. When Fannie Willis runs for her next office, Every bit of her campaign is going to be about what she did to Trump. When Alvin Bragg runs for office, everything that he does is going to be about what he tried to do to Trump. And you don't think other DAs are going to take the same lesson? I agree with you. I, I You have to fight fire with fire. There has to be some form of fear put in to the Democrat mindset that they, too, should face charges, particularly when we know... That the Biden crime family has engaged in egregious misconduct, the likes of which I don't think even Nixon, Clinton, and Trump, credible allegations combined, rise to the level of credible allegations against Joe Biden. So I agree with you. I think Republicans need to grow a spine. Buck's going to be back on Monday. You just heard me talking about him. Uh, In Scotland, meeting some of our listeners right now overseas, he and his wife Carrie are enjoying that Scottish countryside. And as you know, one of the things Buck likes to do when he's back here in the good old USA is visit the gun range with his brothers or friends. Good at it. Having all the years of training with the CIA, later the NYPD anti-terrorism unit. But when Buck can't get to the range, he safely practices at home with an all electronic device called the mantis x it attaches to his firearm like a weapon light connects to his iphone mantis x app has all kinds of drills and courses gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique everyone using the mantis x app gets improvement within the first 20 minutes only gets better from there mantis x firearms training system no ammo all electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Don't miss, Don't miss a, a minute, minute of Clay and, and Buck. Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only.
0: Subscribe to C&B CNB 24-7.
1: Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Friday edition. Try and take as many of your calls as I possibly can. By the way, Nikki Haley up next. We're going to talk with Charlie Arnold in the third hour. Uh, and a lot of you are asking some uh, interesting questions. Let's go to Jeff down in the Florida Keys. Man, I had an awesome time down there with my family at uh, Christmas time. Jeff, what's your question for us?
3: Thanks for taking my call, Clay. My question is, now that they've brought uh, president trump and as an organization even his lawyers up on rico charges in my mind there's a much clearer case for the biden crime family the radical left-wing da's the mainstream media all of those guys are all coordinated and colluding together and, and creating a false narrative that involves bribery and all sorts of acts of treason why can't they be brought up on rico charges it's a much much stronger case than whatever flimsy thing they have going against the president
1: You are preaching, my friend, to the absolute choir. Thank you for the call. Again, it requires that Republicans be willing to do to Democrats what Democrats are willing to do to Republicans. And I I think it's an eye for an eye, retributive justice. That's the reality. Right now, no Democrats fear that there are going to be any consequences for their criminal behavior because they look around at all the lies that have been spread during the Trump administration, and since Trump left office, and they ask a question, I think it's a good one. Where are the consequences? Who bore any criticism or significant consequences for all the lies of Russia collusion, for instance? Not one Democrat. In fact, they rewarded the people like Adam Schiff who told the most consistent lies. The truth did not matter for a party that claims that it cares so much about truth. And so far, there has not been a DA or attorney general who has decided that they are going to also serve the Democrats the same medicine. I think you're right. I think there are abundant charges that the Biden crime family could face and that other Democrats could face, and none of them are. So we have a one-way system of justice right now where only Democrats try to put Republicans in jail. And I think one way to solve this is by making Democrats fear the same fears that they're trying to put in for Republicans. Mike in Jacksonville, Florida. Fire away.
3: Hey, uh, the first thing I thought of when I saw Trump's photo was, uh, he looked like Uncle Sam.
1: <laughs> That's actually a good analogy. I see that. I, I, it's actually, a th- thank you. Uh, that is actually, a, I hadn't thought of that before. And I'm sure that in the memeable universe out there, someone has probably turned Trump into Uncle Sam. I just come back again. I, one shot to have that iconic of a mugshot. I think Johnny Cash has a really iconic mugshot if I remember from back in the day that I've seen that mugshot, yeah, on the uh, the staff here in New York is reacting to it. I've seen that mugshot on t-shirts for years. Zero doubt that this is the most iconic mugshot of all time. Gina in California, Gina, what you got for us? Yeah,
5: I had a question. I thought it was pretty horrible the way MSNBC was fat and height
1: shaming um uh President he's six Trump. three. I don't know that you can height shame. I think most people out there would like to be six three. I don't think anybody's arguing that Trump's tall. I'm six foot, he's taller than me. Uh but yeah, I don't think he got height shame, but there's definitely fat shaming there. I mean Stacey Abrams, Gina, I think you probably would agree, way fatter than Donald Trump is. If you were just saying who is fatter for their uh for their sex Stacey Abrams is fatter for women than Trump is for men. Is that fair to say?
5: Fair to say. And wasn't it the police that put the weight down? do Did they just go on what Trump says?
1: That's a great is question. the police
5: that actually does it? Because I don't think I could go in there and say I'm 98 pounds when I look
1: 200.
5: <laughs> I think that they have to put the accurate weight down.
1: It's a good question. Thank, thank you for the call. I don't know. I, my suspicion is that... You give, like, what would happen if Trump had said, I'm 6'3 and I weigh 98 pounds, for your example. I don't think they would have been able to write that down, but I think if you're in the ballpark, they may just go ahead and accept your weight. It's a good question. Um, Lynn in Colorado, we've got a lot of Vivek Ramaswamy questions, which to me suggests that he's kind of starting to become under attack. Cause yesterday we had the question about Soros. If I remember correctly, Lynn in Colorado, you got a question about Vivek.
5: I do, and I am a supporter. I do like him. However, I was doing a little research, and he kind of boasts that his parents came here poor, but his father was an engineer for GE, and his mother was a psychiatrist. How is that poor?
1: Good question. I don't know. We'll have Vivek on, I'm sure, again. Maybe we'll bring that up. What I would submit to you, and I think a lot of you will will appreciate and understand this, When you are immigrating to the United States, especially when you are legally immigrating, oftentimes you are very highly educated, but oftentimes you can't get the job that you initially had in your home country when you come here initially. Anybody who's ridden in a cab in New York City, for example, can point to someone who was very highly educated in another country, came here, had to start back at the bottom. My suspicion is that while the Vakes family may well have ended up with jobs where they were highly paid, that when they initially came here, they had no wealth, and they had to start at the bottom and start to lift themselves up. That's my suspicion, just based upon what I know of the legal immigration policy. Up next, Nikki Haley on Clay & Buck.